2: Welcome to the 106th episode of the Slow Ride Podcast. This is Tim in Orlando, Florida.
3: Hey, this is Minneapolis Matt in Minneapolis, Minnesota.
1: <laughs> It'd be weird if you were somewhere else being Minneapolis Matt. Mm, uh, you
3: know, it happens. Minneapolis Matt's got to travel for business sometimes.
1: Uh, that's probably true. <laughs> uh, this is Spencer Howe in Boston, Massachusetts. What's well, going on, guys? I, hey, you I guys think...
3: ever done a image search for Iowa, Iowa stereos?
1: <laughs> it's the funniest
3: thing you've ever done in your life.
1: I can't say I ever have.
2: So let's give a quick shout out. Speaking of Iowa, let's give a shout out to our newest uh, listeners that picked up the uh, podcast on the way to the Almanzo 100. Especially those at Rasmussen's Bicycle Shop, which I'm pretty sure is in Des Moines, Iowa.
1: Sure, could be in Iowa
2: City. Now, years ago, they had a guy Don Quixote who I used to uh, used to be the coach of Triple X Racing. This is a long time ago. Punk rock cycling. Punk
1: rock cycling.
2: Punk Rock Cycling, indeed. Is that his real name?
1: No. That wasn't his real
2: name, was it? Uh, You know, you don't ask questions like that.
1: If you you started a team named Punk Rock Cycling and you didn't use an alias as your cool punk name, you're kind of fucking up, right? So,
2: guys, there's a lot to talk about. As you know, I start that every episode of the Slow Ride Podcast, but I don't know where to start. Oh, wait, I do. It's a new dawn. It's a new era. It is the era of USA Cycling and their new logo that has burst <laughs> on the scene. Well, all right. So <laughs> I
3: I have searched for it and I still can't find it so they must have they must have started hiding it already. Have you gone to usacycling.com yet, little guy? I did, but I got I saw a picture of TJ and I got bored and then I searched I did the image search for Iowa Stereos because I thought it would be funnier. Uh, okay, so yeah, I, I'm redirecting my browser currently. Okay. Oh, look at that. There's a picture of their thing. Okay.
2: We have a new logo, and it marks also close to the one-year anniversary of Derek Bouchard Hall. Now, there's the clip art wheel that had the American flag coming out of it, Yep. and then there was the, uh, like, kind of the badge that was, uh, well, that's USCF uh, logo, but what was the other one? Wasn't there another one, Spencer?
3: I don't know. You always got the sticker of the wheel when, when you, when you yeah, get your license. Yeah, you the, the
1: wing the winged wheel, the kind of campy ripoff, kind of generic. Yeah. Thing.
3: And the weird thing is that came standard on Volkswagen and Subarus for a few years. Oof. Even if you didn't like cycling, it was just in the back back window.
1: Yeah, that's why I see so many of them around.
3: Yeah, they're not actually USA Cycling members. If that, if they were all USA Cycling members, USA Cycling would be financially so, sound.
2: So, guys, <laughs> what do you think of the new USA Cycling logo?
3: Are you talking about the little the shield? It's because a shield. It's USA guy. Cycling, and it has yes. the. What's wrong with that? Yeah. Why are you guys so – why were you No, like, I'm
2: asking I, what you think about. it. I think it's okay. I have I no th- issues with it.
3: Fine. It's not amazing. But what are you going to do? I've said this before and I'll say it again. We have the tackiest flag of any <laughs> uh, major country in the world. And there's nothing you can do except for look crappy with it. So what are you going to do? Think, you get, I think it you looks good. I like with? how
2: there's a gold – I like how there's a little gold flourish above the three stars.
3: Now I'm assuming that's for Lance because he won yellow seven times. No, I'm pretty sure that is
2: for Tyler Hamilton winning gold at okay. the Athens Olympics. It could be. Oh, I thought it, it was for Marty. Be,
1: it could be three stars and yellow for the three times Greg LeMond won the Tour de France.
3: That's true. Oh,
1: that could be. I like that.
2: Well, I think the other uh, big thing that we've got going for the the Olympic team is that left-hand drive track bike. Did you
3: guys see this? On, All right. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I saw that. What Does either of you know why it's supposedly better? I didn't even want to dig well, into this because, at the time but now i'm interested
1: because usa yaw. cycling what they're doing is they're trying to explore marginal gains and so what they did was they sent a crack uh team of uh, of bicycle experts down to the local coffee shop uh to kind of hang out like the hippest coffee shop they could find in in um i don't know colorado springs i guess denver maybe they tra- travel to denver um, they drove they, all
3: the way to Denver because they needed to find a better coffee. They shop needed to find a hipper
1: kid with the biggest beard, with the most anal parts on his track bike, and they realized me. He set it up with that left hand drive, <laughs> and they were like, "Could this be? A, is he just crazy, or is this a thing?" And they decided, yeah. "Hey, it'll freak out the competition either way, so let's do it."
3: So what what is the real reason why it's supposedly well, better?
2: Supposedly, the left-hand drive, um, because there's constant wind forces even on the inside of the track when you're on the turns. And so the tubes are actually bent, like, what was it, like three or four degrees to make up for the yaw? Which I don't know what yaw means, but it sounds very um, right. expensive. It's got to be a nautical thing. That it being is kind said, of a
3: nautical thingy.
2: This women's team also includes one Minnesotan on it. They are the defending world champions and will be the favorites going into uh, Brazil in the pursuit. So, you know, quite honestly, I like that USA Cycling is uh, partnering with Felt and Head Wheels to try to make the fastest bike possible for these ladies to win. Here's an engineering
1: question, and maybe uh, Head Wheels can answer this. Uh, Wouldn't – if you put – The drive side on the on the opposite side, you'd have to insert the wheel. Basically, you'd flip it around like and put it in the opposite way, right? So the threads are on the other side. So the cogs on the other side. Wouldn't that then unthread the uh, the lock ring and the cog as you were riding?
3: I'm going to assume that they could go to the slight extra expense of just reverse threading a wheel.
1: I don't know. I work in the bike industry, and there's like slight extra expenses are not a thing that is smiled upon. Well,
3: I'm sure they did. <laughs> this time. This time. I'm
1: guessing what? there's a lot of Loctite on there. And it's... <laughs> oh,
3: you think, you that, think is, that they is just put a lot of Loctite? I mean, maybe to save weight, they're going... We, we saw this many times at the track. People that would go out there without a lock ring. Oh, yeah. And I think a lot of track people didn't see this as weird. But the three of us coming from initially riding track bikes on the street and riding them at work... This, at least for me, freaked me out because it 's yeah. like well you 're going to die in about five minutes,, yep. um, and if nothing else that <laughs> if, if anyone's had a had a a cog like a track cog slip, just slide a little bit on you, like tighten up or something. it is frightening
1: terrifying yeah, yeah.
3: so
2: let's move on to the other big news of USA cycling with the masters national championships coming up um, and the amateur road championships. they did put out a memo in the Race Bible and uh, Justin Schmidt. At JAS1081 did hit us up on the uh, Twitter and said, hey, guys, check it out. No bicycles will be allowed on the podium during ceremonies. And this is in the race bibles during the awards. USA Cycling. Putting it in paper. Now, you know, other uh, of our Twitter followers were wishing that USA Cycling would just ban it outright. But this is a step in the right direction um, to get it out there. And we've started seeing it. And we had a very popular tweet today where Stephen Hyde won a mountain bike race in uh, was that New Hampshire this past weekend, and yeah. he did not bring the bike up.
3: That That's is true. great. We have made it, you guys. We have officially, yeah.
1: dear America, done our part. You're welcome. S- yeah. Sincerely, the Slow Ride Podcast. <laughs> no, yeah. we've we've won a battle, you guys, but uh, the war the war rages on. The podium bikes need to be ended. Uh, I'm sure that there are many out there, maybe even today. Uh podiums were sullied by uh by bicycles and uh you know
3: Yeah. I hear that still every a lot of work to do. Every thirty seconds on a Saturday a podium is has it's, a bike leaned against it.
1: It's tragic. I mean It's really tragic. Now, For...
3: Thomas Thomas Hydebreyer
2: hits us up on Twitter and goes, Hey USA Cycling. Good job on the podium with bikes, but why top five on the podium? Because that's the they U.S. way.
1: That's five. America. They've always done that at nationals. They've always done five, which you know, okay, at nationals, I guess. Like, but uh, that that also trickles down into the local race, uh, which seems crazy. I
2: don't know. It's a. Uh, do they give out five medals? Do they give out like an onyx medal at the Olympics?
1: I think so. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yep. I mean, they definitely do. I've I've seen it.
1: <laughs> yeah it goes on ex- and then 10
3: yeah well that's <laughs> what when <laughs> when when we are two seconds off olympic time we I and mean, we're we're in onyx time yeah but that year they were only doing the top three for the olympics it wasn't like these newfangled olympics with their onyx
2: all right so before we get into some other uh things i think that uh eric von dammit goes hey guys on twitter what should I buy to impress and intimidate other Masters B racers?
1: Well, this is easy. You don't have to buy anything, my friend. All you need to do is grow the biggest, gnarliest beard you can possibly grow, and that will do the trick. And maybe really? race race with your jersey completely unzipped. Really? I think that's I, the way that's, to do that's, it? That's some intimidation. Yeah, absolutely.
3: Hmm.
2: All right. I'm almost I mean, there. well, hang on. I think the way to do it is to uh, start smoking cigarettes in the registration line.
1: That's another good way. That's true.
2: I I could really mess some people up. If you did they both might not of know those
1: things, do. you'd be unstoppable. I don't even oh. know what kind of bikes you're racing. That'll have more effect in a road race than it will in a mountain bike race, but it will still have a good effect in a mountain bike race.
3: Hmm. All right. So, I was gonna say buy some uh, buy some carbon hoops. Just keep that arms race going.
1: <laughs> you just show up with double disc wheels disc in the front disc in the rear that'd be pretty intimidating i mean
3: really in a master's race the best thing you can do is beat somebody with a fancy stuff with less fancy stuff because that will that oh, will both yeah. hurt hurt their 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 pride in their own racing ability and and in their uh financial uh mistakes so you so yeah it's kind you, of it's kind of a dual whammy like you get them on both ends you get them
1: you pull the you old Rocky Balboa. Yeah,
3: because you know, he would always show up
1: with like a steel bike. Yeah. And then, <laughs> Everybody and knows then, Rocky Balboa won Philly on multiple occasions on a, yeah, a, and then a he'd, steel bike.
3: Yeah, Yeah, he'd knock somebody out. Hey, with, He'd knock out their carbon. carbon. Yeah,
2: this, is, this is time for a perfect segue, guys, because someone's coming to Philly, and that person also DM'd us on the Twitter. Because uh, our DMs are still open. Slid so, uh,
1: into our DMs, you say?
2: Yeah, yeah. Would wow. you dear gentlemen be so gracious as to pop me an email? We have some planning to do. That is, if you still want to talk, next week yes. I fly stateside for Winston-Salem and Fiddly. Nice. Any chance you guys will be loitering around? Signed, Dan Craven.
3: Oh, man. Are we yeah. going to be loitering around? I'm not going to be. Are you? Oh,
2: I kind of <laughs> want to be on the next
3: plane to Philly to loiter around and hang out with the Namibian national road champion, Dan Craven, speaking uh, of beards. Spencer, I hope you're not busy next week because I think being the closest one, <laughs> you're you're on this one, right? You got this? I'm on it. All right, good.
1: I will, I will do everything in my power to make so this happen. So here's the bigger question, guys. Uh,
3: we got to get him on the phone if nothing else here.
2: How do we How do we DM him back on Twitter? Like, What kind of email do we send... A guy we've been internet just stalking for the last a, year and just, a half.
1: Just send him a nice selfie.
2: <laughs> so, say a nice else. selfie do, yeah. hit uh, him up with like a like hey. Should should we do an accidental uh DM but tweet it? You know, like <laughs> hey. Like our boy Taylor Finney did like before he deleted it. Like our boy Taylor
1: him. Finney. Called him out on that on for sorry to blow up your spot, Taylor.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, he totally deleted that one. <laughs> But I got a screen (gasps) grab of it before you put it away.
1: Good, good.
2: So Dan Craven coming stateside. That's great. His entire cycling academy, the Israeli-based team, um, pro-continental team that he's on, will be coming as well. It will be interesting to see how a European continental team um, does at Philly because they always do seem to show up. There always seems to be a fair amount of uh, Mm -hmm. of racers there. So that will be pretty cool.
1: Yeah, and they'll be one to animate the race and uh, obviously show off the uh, Namibian champion. Uh, I'm sure that's
2: high on the list of priorities. So. so, so I think what I'll do is I will just email him back with a uh, selfie. Um, uh-huh. Yep. Fully, fully zipped or unzipped. Yeah, let's talk Giro, guys. I mean, you know, it's the our favorite race. And Spencer, first off, fellow games, congratulations, still sitting in the uh, top five. I, I will. Um, I'll call it out when I can, and I will say that you have a very good chance of winning the overall here because currently being led by Andy Lacombe of Cincy Velo, he does not have Steven uh, Kreiswick on his team. Ooh. And uh, that may be a little bit of a uh, downfall because Steven Kreiswick, I mean, for all intents and purposes, won the uh, time trial the other day, losing the stage by a thousandth of a second. Yeah, But overall, he is sitting... Mighty well, fine. He's sitting the... really,
3: really fine. He's definitely been, I think, the strongest rider. Chavez, second strongest. Yeah. But neither of them has a strong team, and I think it's going to make so, for an exciting last week of racing with yeah, yeah. two of the um, strongest teams in the race sitting third and fourth overall. With let's talk both about need that a for game a second.
1: Let's uh, see. I thought you were going to say Team Sky was going to come uh, with all the guns <laughs> blazing here in the final week. Uh,
3: I mean, they might for a stage win. That's that's certainly possible. But I don't think they're going to be affecting the GC.
1: Hmm. So hmm. can
3: we
2: talk about that for a second, guys? Who yeah? Who's on Lotto Jumbo to help defend this jersey? Is it is Telangi, like the guy that will be with him last? I mean, I don't know uh, much I don't about know. this team.
3: I really don't know who can climb for them. Your boy, uh, the TT or The ski jumper guy? He's yep. supposedly yeah. a decent climber, but I, from the stages I've watched, from the mountain bits I've seen, I have not seen other lotto jumble riders other I've than Bataglin. No. That was I mean Bataglin the other agent. day, Tim, you were talking yeah, about. Yeah, Bataglin was there.
2: Bit. I saw Vada bring back one of Nabali's attacks, and he was at least there in that final group of 20 on that stage, on the Queen stage on Saturday. So
3: yeah. I'm curious on who it's going to be. I was going to say, think... Spencer, you've been a, a Stephen Chryswick fan for years, so mm-hmm. I'm tipping my hat to you. you. You've been picking him the last couple of years because he's been having good top 10 results in the zero. but obviously now he's solidly coming through for you on your he prediction. Is. He is, and but I'm who, not sure. How is he going to win this?
1: Well, he doesn't have some of the firepower he used to have. Like he used to have uh Laurent Tandem with him all the time. Yeah. And uh and he doesn't have that. Yeah, so uh, you know, he's going to have to lean on these guys like Badeglin. Um who's you know, he could be there, but he might not be there, <laughs> you know. Um,
3: yeah, I just think he's going to get But man, I, I, so far he has been isolated, but it hasn't mattered because him and Chavez have been the best just climbers. what i
1: say is I don't know that it matters this time because nobody else who's really challenging has team there either, you know, like Chavez is by himself. Movistar has been solid, and
3: Scarponi, come on, Scarponi has been killing it. it. Dude, Scarponi, you guys, one, on the queen stage, Scarponi did a ton of tempo, and two, Scarponi got fifth in the time trial. Like, Scarponi's flying uphill right now.
1: Yeah, but Astana doesn't care about Scarponi. That's, no, that's they the care
3: about thing. Nibali, and that's but what I'm saying is a, Nibali has Scarponi. Like, on the last climb, Nibali's yes. going to have Scarponi, and he's going to have Fuslang. You know? Yeah, Whereas the other dudes do not.
1: Potentially. That's think, some serious I think, firepower. I think Aston is going to blow up. I don't think Nibali's in the greatest shape uh, that we've seen him. Um, I don't think he's in Grand Tour winning shape. He's in good shape. But yeah. um well, yeah, that, I, I think movie star has the most cards to play, obviously, but uh, you know they've they've also been known to to really uh, <laughs> screw the pooch tactically. You know what, I
3: mean? what? What about the? There's been a lot of talk in the in the rest day press and yesterday's press about perhaps a movie star Astana alliance. Now that that I don't know if that's actually possible. But no. both both Nebali and Valverde gave interviews today and yesterday where they sort of uh, alluded to the fact that that could be something that happens. So, and the would thing, that be Astana? Here's is, the
1: problem. Whoa, 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 whoa.
3: Astana, like nebali and Valverde, neither of them, if they get third and fourth, everyone's going to chalk that up as a loss. Whereas, like, a whole bunch of other guys could get third and fourth, and that's a huge victory for them. Like, if, if Steve... Or Chavez gets third; that's still a victory. He's never been on a podium. Those guys have to win,
1: right? So, so the the, here's... the problem with that I see is, well, a it's that's like the uh, the Empire and the Rebel Alliance coming together. That's not going to happen. But B, even okay. if it did happen, one of them still has to lose.
2: Sp- Spencer, thanks for just. Uh totally killing our star Wars demographic. They just totally turned off the podcast. Well, cause I know we one of the, know the rebel events. Alliance and the empire would never get together.
1: That's what I just said. That's oh, okay. literally That's right. what That's I just right. said. That's it's right. never right. going to happen. Well, so thanks for killing our to. star Trek fans by, I don't if know. I lie, they're probably pissed about us talking about star Wars. Anyway, the point of my story was <laughs> one of those Nabali or Valverde still has to lose. Even if they even if they form an alliance, one of them is going to lose, yeah. and neither one of them wants to lose, so they won't form an alliance because but, but, they'll they'll yeah. be like, "My, I still have a fifty fifty shot by myself." Uh,
3: I see. I don't see. I don't know if that's true though, because I think by trying they win. Like they come out better by trying. Like going down guns blazing. Like yeah. you've got Tuesday stage. Wednesday is kind of a wash, but Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday see? all have moments they mm-hmm. could gain time. I feel like Nabalí and Valverde, if they don't try something every chance they get, they're going to get the press in both in Spain and Italy is going to be all over them. And be like, you guys so suck. You're you wasted thinking it. you're They've thinking a little to too
1: strategically, little guy. You're thinking like, you know, a little too strategically. And and what they're going to do is if if they knock off uh, Kreiswick and Chavez and like Nabalí wins and Valverde gets fourth. Valverde is like that's not g-. he would rather them both get third and fourth than one of them get first and one get fourth. You know what I mean? I don't know. I don't know if that's true though. I kind of think
3: like both Valverde and 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 Nibali are the kind of riders that are willing to attack. I know people give sh- Valverde shit that he doesn't attack, but he does attack. Well, what? Nibali he will, Nibali will, will certainly
1: does. attack if somebody has a mechanical.
3: Oh. <laughs> Well, good, good thing yeah. he had his mechanical in a time trial because no one could attack him then.
2: <laughs> Don't make my uh, stomach of
3: anger get so uh, um, filled. I just, but, yeah. you know, I just think guy. those guys, they've got to go big, and I feel like they're both going to go big. And it's making me really excited for this last week of racing because there's a lot of opportunities for some big stuff to happen.
2: It's going gonna, it's gonna to be tomorrow. And they're gonna come out tomorrow in stage sixteen, and they're gonna go st- straight after Christwick. Well, and he might obviously be able to it's last. stage sixteen well, i mean he he might be able to last he might be able to resist the temptation um to uh you know to basically fail like like he he will still be in the leader's jersey after tomorrow resist but he's going temptation lose some time. to fail
0: well uh, I think that
2: the the yeah. idea that he's uh you know he is beatable, but what's crazy is he's got three and a half minutes on Valverde and he's got close to three minutes on Nabali. Yep. And I don't think Chavez is gonna be able to stick up with him, but Really? I, mean, I think he is, but okay. I just think that Valverde will attack. Um and same with Nabali. I don't know if there's gonna be the uh the major alliance, but what's crazy is once you get to twelfth place, it's a pretty big gap. Like so Euron is eight minutes down and then it's thirteenth yeah. place is Visconti at sixteen minutes down. So, you still have some of these other guys that are there. Like, you've got Fulsang and you'd have Amador that are still within, like, a little bit that if they get in the wrong break, Pricewick's going to have to bring it back. And if
3: if Amador or Fulsang, yeah, if Amador or Fulsang can get in the move and Astana, Nibali, and Valverde can just sort of hands up and be like, no, not riding, dude. And they can just sit on and be like, what are you going to do? Like, you're going to let Fulsang or Amador, like, take 10 minutes? I bet he will.
2: Well, and the best part is that Amador and Fools thing, they're both out of the top five. Well, I guess because Micah's in fifth. So you're not going to have yeah. a lot of these guys that are sitting here like Nabali and Valverde will sit there going like, we're already going to be on the podium. Like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Because you know how sometimes the other teams will start to get involved for their overall placing, like they care about seventh place. I don't think those guys would get involved. Well, I don't think, I think Bobby Jungles is going to care and put his team on the front. Like he'll no. still be in the top ten.
3: I think if I, I think the only one who might care is Katusha, because I think this be they're really grooming Zachary and I think they really want to get a high placing out of him and show something to the Kremlin. You know, like I think for them, fit, <laughs> I think for them, like a high number matters because they haven't had a Russian rider on their team with a good result. Like they've only had foreigners getting good GC results. So if they can be like, hey, look. We finally got a Russian that finished top five at a grand tour. I think for them that's a huge win. I think everybody else is like just all in. Like I don't so know. Maybe Micah wants a decent result because he's got to shop himself around for next year. Let's do he, a quick these other guys don't.
2: Let's do a quick rundown of the points competition. Uh Spencer, do you think uh Nizzolo will be coming away with the uh points? He's the only one left.
3: God, how couldn't he?
1: Yeah, pretty much. I think he's a shoe he in He just there.
3: has to not fall off at this point.
2: And then, uh, you know, in the mountains competition, my my boy still has a dominating lead of sixty plus points. Yeah, he's got to get in the move. Cunega.
3: He's got to get in the move like every day, though, or he's gonna so, lose that.
2: So, little guy, you're talking a lot about the stages coming up, and maybe you know a little bit more than I do. But what are we looking at for these uh, coming days? T- tell me in regular terms, because I really don't pay attention to the details. <laughs>
3: All right, regular terms. Uh, Tuesday, we got a short stage with some big climbs, and I think we finish uphill. Uh, Wednesday is kind of flat. I think it's slightly a sprintery day. Thursday is interesting. It's pretty flat until there's a couple a couple little pointy short climbs at the end, which did you guys see the Valverde interview where he, he claims that the, the route books are totally lying about the stages? Like a total Spanish hmm. Italian conspiracy, Valverde was saying that Thursday and Friday uh, the climbs are undercategorized. He's okay. like he's like Thursday stage says it's a cat two or or cat four or something. He's like no way it's a cat two. So it's why a would pretty he do
2: that. Like what's his end game? Like why would he be going public with this? Shouldn't he know
3: that? Like shouldn't he keep this in his back pocket and be
2: like yeah? I know I think that these I, mountains I, are I, harder.
3: Uh, no, I don't know. I think his point it's kind of the point we get in all these races is like the French are mad at the Italians. The Italians are always slightly colluding together. The race organization, everybody's <laughs> slightly kind of colluding in some way to get an Italian winner. So I can see the like, Oh yeah, it's uh, just a cat four climb. You don't need to go uh pre-ride that stage. Just, you know, you look at the route book, but Valverde was like, no, I went and I previewed all these stages. He's like, Thursday's harder than it looks. Uh, Friday's got some big climbs and then obviously saturday uh, we go out with a bang with some huge huge mountains. Um, so
2: um let's put it uh, let's put our uh, money where our mouth is before we get into uh um the 16th place contest. Um and we'll point out one other thing is that Astana and Movistar are head and shoulders the top team in the team competition. Astana has a 4 minute lead over Movistar and then Cannondale's actually looking pretty good at 19 minutes and we should give it um down in solid third place let's give a shout out to uh, joe dombrowski the american hope that's actually uh putting together quite the giro that's very impressive and yeah. quickly becoming one of my favorite um cyclists out there
3: nice. can we talk for a second about what the hell has Cannondale done to iran remember when he used to be a good bike racer and then he got on Cannondale? And now he, he
2: well sucks. can't you say the same thing about what trek factory racing did to Ryder Hestahl, who also yeah, dropped but... out?
3: No, Iran hasn't dropped out. Hezadal is sick. Sure, but they're both
2: not doing as good as they were on their former teams.
3: Yeah, but I would say that being sick is different than just... Maybe it will come out that Iran has been sick or something, but like he's underperformed the entire Giro. I just really expected him to be a contender. I didn't um, really expect Hezadal. I expected Hezadal to do what he usually does, which is lose time. The third week suddenly like start. Riding decently enough to like mm-hmm. gain some time back, and then always be like, Oh man, I guess if I hadn't lost time in that first week, I could have been on the podium. And you're like, Yeah, Ryder, come on, man.
2: I am a little shocked that Uran isn't even in the top 10. Yeah, he's, he's I, a big bust for me, I gotta say. That's yeah. all. You know, last place team, FDJ. And, uh, Wait, they're in the guys. race. Yeah, they're, Wait, in the race. they're ahead and of I am.
3: I am? Yeah, they're ahead of I, I am
2: cycling. The end of I Am Cycling, four hours down on the team competition, and sadly, the Swiss team will be gone next year. That means 20 riders will be out on the market looking for uh, employment, and it makes you wonder why make the jump to the Pro Tour when you could possibly be just a good continental team that pays a lot less and uh, still gets into the sweet races from time to time.
3: Well, I mean, that that might be the thing next year because we're going to have – we're going to have too, too many slots and not enough Pro Tour teams again.
1: I don't think they've well, ever filled up the Pro Tour.
3: They're, they're full right now, aren't they? I mean, I'm sure they can always come up with something, but. Well, am's going to be gone and Saxo's going to be gone, and possibly there's this Bahraini team.
2: Wait, what, Saxo's going to be gone?
3: Yeah. Yeah, Saxo's gone. Saxo takeoff's gone, and now am's so gone. Leaving. So you've got two teams that are gone at the end of the year, and you possibly have one team for me so there's gonna be a lot of riders out of work dropping down to a lower level i don't know it's gonna suck barbie might have to not like drop down and that bumps me out well maybe
2: the pro tour requirements will uh drop down so we can get some of these uh smaller teams up like bardini and uh bora up to the top level
3: well i think that's your point though tim there's no point for them to lower the levels because 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 some lower team's gonna be like uh, no, that's cool. We're, we'll like, just... I don't want to go to Tour of California or Tour Down Under? Yeah. I mean, they'll be fine where they are. They'll, they'll still make the races. You know, Maybe uh, CCC Polski will move up. All right, let's put our <laughs> money where our
2: mouth is, uh, Spenny. Uh, who is going to be on the top step come Milan next Sunday? Or er, Torino, sorry.
1: The top step? Who's going to win the, the
2: Giro? Who's going to win the Giro?
1: Oh, it's Kreisweg. He's going to win. There's no doubt in my mind.
2: And his podium mates?
1: That's a little tougher. Um, I'm going to say there will be some significant attacks and some some shuffling around, but uh, I think Nabalí will be there, and I think Valverde will be there, but I think he's going to hold them off.
2: Now, I am personally a homer when it comes to Movistar, as you guys know. Uh, for some reason, I just don't think Valverde will be on the podium um, at the end. I just... I think there's probably just too many climbs coming up, but it will be Chryswick taking the win, um, Nibali in second, and then I'll put uh, Zacharin in third place. I think Zacharin's going to be able Zacharin. to overtake Chavez. I think Chavez has got um, he's got a little Jose Rujano in him. You know, What's kind it? of this uh, mysterious uh, South American gentleman that's really good, but then mysterious. where does he go later?
3: You're just being a racist now. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> what? What is mysterious about Chavez? I don't know who he is. not he this guy come from? He's been on Orica for what, like three years? Yeah, kind of like how Jose Rujano
2: was on Quick Step and just all of a sudden shows yeah. up and is in second place at the Giro. No, and he was. Where did he go?
3: He oh, no, was good before he was on Quick God. Step. That's what was mysterious about him. He's good before he's on Quick Step. Yeah. Well, I'm going to say Nabali's going to win this thing. Still going to happen. This Stana power is going to come through. Valverde's going to make some. Uh, uh, deals with him, but he's going to come up short. He's going to end up third and Christwick's going to end up second. Okay. All right.
2: There you go. In Velo games, Spencer, uh, more than likely you will be the one writing paragraphs for us to read live on the <coughs> air next week. Cause you have such commanding lead. And personally I'm pulling for you to uh, actually for one of us to win the overall league, I think would, would uh, bring some uh, credence to this podcast. Indeed. And um, as experts, and uh, little guy, sorry, you will definitely be in third place
3: of the Velo Games competition. Probably, all uh, my riders are going to crash out by the time the thing finishes. There's a,
2: but we do want to thank over 120 different people that have uh, been with us yep. and uh, Team Slow Gruppetto, Cybirch, Birch, one of our listeners in the UK, is in dead last by a lot, bringing so up the Cy, rear. Thanks for your support. Um, I know mm-hmm. that you uh, uh, have been a member of the uh, Slow Ride Podcast uh, support group on the Wide Angle Podium. Thank you for that. And we promise not to make fun of your last place uh, fish and fellow games.
1: Again, after this Other,
3: time. other than right now. Um, other than right now, yeah. No. I mean,
1: he kind of so, got the short end of the stick. He has uh, JCP and he has Landa, and he lost them both within the first week. So That's what yeah, I, I think-
3: have, and I lost Cancelera. <laughs>
2: You know, it is weird thinking about uh, JCP. If JCP was still in the race for AG2R, how that would have helped uh, Pozzovivo, <clears throat> yeah. and if that would allow him to get into the top five. But Vivo oh. has just been kind of dangling there in these groups. And yeah. what's what, probably the best part of watching races in the mountains, and it's in the tour too, is you start to get these, um, like the same, like you know who's in the group just by looking at it. Obviously, like you, you can see the jerseys, but it's always the same order. So, like, Micah's kind of dangling on the back, and then Zacharin is there in the group, and you're like, oh, yeah, that's well, that's totally Amador. Like, you can tell um, who the riders are just because of their performance over the course of the week. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. So, I don't know. It's, I, so, I, li- I like seeing that, and it would be cool with JCP up there, too. Yes, it would be.
1: Tomorrow's stage is stage 16. And I know we just picked our podiums and all, and that's very good and exciting, but eh, you know, that's kind of more or less decided. What is completely up in the air is who's going to finish sixteenth you know, uh, in 16th place on the 16th stage. Do oh, guys, I, guys, I know who you that is, guys have picks yeah. for that? All right. Oh, yeah, I'm totally. far more interested in this than I am in the podium of the Giro, and I think our listeners are, well, too.
3: Well, let's hear what you got. Spencer 16th place seem like a confident man
2: i've got it i've got this I, i'll go right now david right. formolo of cannondale pro cycling formolo. will be getting 16th place because he's going to lead joe dombrowski to the front in the final climb and then drop off to finish in 16th place
1: interesting okay that is
2: a that is it david formolo that is a good theory
3: all right, I like it. I like the whole backstory to it, too. It's not even uh-huh. just it happening. Well, I, I guess I've got a slight same backstory, which is Scarponi is going to do some <laughs> serious work for Nibali. Uh-huh. He's going to swing off on the last climb and like make <laughs> some faces, maybe ride with a parrot for a little while. Yep. Uh, maybe stop for some pizza with his kids, and he'll get 16th.
1: Nice. I like it, but you're both wrong. Uh, um, let me tell you how this is actually going to go. Stage 16, lots of mountains. Lots of KOM points. So it's a big points hunter oh, day. Oh, and oh, so there's going to oh, be a certain points leader going oh, off the front excited. of the race, hunting points all day, who's going to crack on that last climb, get caught by the leaders, but well, that still part, I agree. a very respectable 16th place. And that man is Damiano Cunago. Oh, that
2: could be that, the that greatest be good. day. That would be Especially I, if he could get some points and just yeah. solidify the lead. I'm oh, fine yeah.
3: with that happening, Spencer. I hope you're right in a way because I, I do want that to happen. It'll be pretty. <laughs> Did you Now, I think this was on the Queen stage. I, I think I might have been talking to Timmy right about the time this happened. Did you see when uh, Pippo, I think he was in the move, he got caught by the leaders. So for a second, Pippo was on TV riding in the <laughs> lead group with like Nabali and all the favorites just for like – uh, really a second. Uh, I mean, but it, it was like, I
1: mean he's been riding with them for two weeks now.
3: Uh, <laughs> yeah, sort of. It's that's like that's like when I well, I'm at Jingle Cross and I'm like, yeah, I was racing with Jeremy Powers. <laughs>
0: uh, I started at
3: the same time as Jeremy Powers. <laughs> I maybe was in this first corner within thirty seconds of Jeremy Powers, but you know.
1: Okay. Right. Uh, anyway,
3: it was nice. Um, did you guys watch the Queen stage, Tim? I know you did, Spencer. Yes, did you watch I it? did.
1: Uh, no, I was, uh, I was, I was doing my own race.
3: Did you? Well, Timmy, did you see? There was a moment on the last climb where a guy started ri- running way too close to one of the riders, and one of the referee motorcycles just ran oh, him yes. over. Just this like, the... just <laughs> fucking ran, like came this over is... to him and just bumped this... him onto the ground. It
2: was. Oh, and then he fell. This was the greatest. Oh, moment. it was awesome. This is... This, this is, is perhaps the greatest moment in cycling fandom, from like our dumb perspective <laughs> that we provide. Oh, and it's so no good! We've created now two hashtags to kind of go over this whole uh, situation. Right, the first hashtag is uh, um, "Stop Podium" or "End Podium Bikes," and then the next one yep. is the um, "What was it, Spencer?" "End Race Race Running."
1: Ace and race running, yeah. End, and that end. is
2: this horrible act that we'll get to that. Populates apparently the Jira, which was very disappointing to see. It's all over the tour of California, but this gentleman dressed up in a as a cat, almost like from the Broadway. Oh yeah, Cats, he was a
3: cat, wasn't he? Like, <laughs> oh, I forgot. Running
2: alongside, so good. And then the moto does like the classic speed up, and the guy kept running, and his legs couldn't keep up because they got caught behind the wheel of the moto, <laughs> and he fell flat on his face. It was a glorious moment. You can go to our Twitter feed at the Slow Ride Pod. Go back a little bit on the timeline. We have the gif from uh, Cycling Hub, I believe, put it up. Mm -hmm. Um, An awesome moment. And there needs to be more vigilante justice to end race walking, (laughs) race running. We have posted in the past. (laughs) This did happen before last year in the Giro where a guy was tripped that was running with his – Tights and tutu, where someone did trip him when he was like running alongside the riders.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> now, here, here's the deal. Here's here's the hot take of Coach Tim.
1: Okay, right, I Coach don't Tim. mind
2: fandom where you know you do the little like te- like I'll give you ten feet to kind of run alongside the rider, like like where you're leaning in and you're clapping. Like I really don't have an issue with that, especially if there's no one around you. It's when you are trying to become the star of the the picture. Mm-hmm. And you're riding in front of the rider and you're having to look behind you to make sure that you're not interrupting their line. That is when things need to be clamped down and people need to be yeah. um, taken out.
1: Yeah, that's when you're potentially affecting the race, you know, and that can't happen. Yeah.
2: Like I like the old uh, French guy that's got his like hat. You know, he's he's eating some summer sausage and some cheese on the side of the highway next to his Peugeot. He's got maybe a... Uh, A a polka dot jersey on he's got a french flag and he gets out kind of in the street and he does this little like olay french flag thing not blocking the the road or anything Mm -hmm. but just cheering that's all it needs to be yeah and instead we have guys that have a baby on their back (laughs) at the tour of california yeah running alongside the race leaders really with a baby and it's ridiculous yes yeah it is it has gotten to a level where it is going to take a moto to run over one of these people and severely hurt them that they stop this like it it needs to <laughs> people need to stop it just like podium bikes and they need to look out because it ruins the aspect that's why I do not enjoy watching the tour of California. It bugs me,
3: yeah, well, I mean yeah. also the stages we've gone over that we kind of think a lot of the routes are a little on the
1: horrid side
3: well well we have some sure, pretty good. But...
1: You know, the show The good... show is the bike race. The show is not all the jerk offs on the side of the road running for like 200 meters with the, you know, like I don't want to see your kangaroo outfit or your speedo or whatever you're doing, like your freaking giant antlers. Go home. Yeah, yeah.
2: They, they go home. You're embarrassing us. Yeah. And uh, with that, let's talk about the tour of California after uh, this quick uh, pre lap. Um, This week, from our sponsors, you, at the Wide Angle Podium. This is
1: Ryan. (laughs) This is Ryan. (laughs) This is Ryan Woodall, Florida's first Cyclocross Cross National Champion. You're listening to the Slow ride Podcast.
2: We'd like to thank all of uh, our listeners, the Wide Angle Podium supporters. You get a bonus episode, which we recorded our first ever bonus episode of the uh, Slow Ride podcast. And, Mm -hmm. you know, without you, we get better microphones. Um, We are going to be able to fly to uh, Philly Pro Week to see Dan Craven. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to need a a
1: lot of you to really step up your game like in the next day or two. Yeah, really (laughs) quickly. (laughs) (laughs) Really quickly.
2: I'd really like to uh, thank our, uh, our, our network mates personally adam myerson with the myerson line the honest bicycle program kids don't follow and this week i'd really like to give a shout out to bill at crosshairs radio mm-hmm. and he is going to have some amazing episodes coming up from the last two weeks of uh work he's been putting in with uh the trek factory mountain bike racing team at the world cups in europe mm-hmm. and what? so i'm sure he's got some uh great interviews hopefully he's got something with uh Matthew Vanderpool, who is now racing mountain bikes.
1: Yep. Yeah. And all that stuff, you know, is made not possible, but definitely made easier by your support at the Wide Angle Podium. You know, every show on the network is free. That helps keep them free. You help improve the shows. Like Tim said, you know, we get microphones, we get newer equipment. Um, Little guy got, he upgraded his cardboard uh, mic stand into a real one made out of things that mic stands are made out of. And and you support causes, great causes, important causes, like end race running and stop podium bikes. Both yeah. great hashtags that you can support. Um,
3: so, and those aren't those hashtags aren't cheap. I mean, they cost no. each yeah. each each character costs fifty thousand dollars. So we're we need the money, people. And yeah. then uh, let's also just say that uh, we
2: are gonna um, we are working on getting some uh, hats made and then also some other uh, Wide Angle Podium uh, product mm-hmm. is going to be available in their own store mm-hmm. so we'd like to thank um, all the
1: supporters Slow Ride Podcast Matthew Tink of Saxon
2: I'm Lauren Stevens and I'm here at the World Championships Road Race.
1: This is Lynn from Podium Insight It's Rassan Bahadi I'm Alex Dowson and normally I'm racing for Movistar here I'm racing for Team GB you're listening to
0: the
2: slow ride podcast so guys let's get to a uh, tour of california and i think that the first thing we need to talk about is the one two three of american racers at the women's version of the tour of california it was only mm-hmm. four stages hopefully next year it gets to even more um the the increased interest in american cycling Sorry, in women's cycling is obviously there, especially here in America. Megan Mm -hmm. Garnier taking the win. She is our defending road champion over Kristen Armstrong uh, Mm -hmm. by 17 seconds. Evelyn Stevens rounds out the podium. And it's great to see Marianne Voss win a stage and just finish off the podium. But Voss is back, baby, and it's very exciting.
3: That is exciting. I was was happy to see that.
2: Mm -hmm. Um, Personally and professionally, I'm disappointed that we weren't able to get the full live coverage Instead, we were uh, still stuck watching race race runners um, with antlers when we couldn't even watch a you know a full finish of the uh, the women's race. But it is getting in the right direction with four stages, so hopefully next year maybe six stages. And I am hoping that the full complement of women's world tour teams will be able to come over in the future because this year was still a little light. Um, you didn't have all of the teams that are based in Europe come over, but you did have Bowles-Dolmans of the yeah. winner um, come yeah. over. And once again... Probably the most dominant team. I mean, Movistar has won the men's world tour rankings three years in a row, and this is the first year for the women's world tour. But you have to expect that Bulls dolmans I mean, is going to be winning this thing for a while to come because they are stacked. They are Uh,
1: stacked. Yeah, I don't disagree with that at all. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Yeah, it was great watching. If you if you caught any of the highlights, they do have pretty decent um, highlight footage up, uh, about 20-some 20, 20 minutes of each stage. Um, Megan Gagne winning uh, stage two was pretty rad, so definitely check that one out.
2: Um, the big story that sticks out for me besides Voss winning a stage is Kristen Armstrong, a solid second place, you know, coming in and... Uh, Still doing well after the uh, the retirement, so it's uh, uh-huh. very interesting before Rio comes around. So yeah, uh, Chris and Armstrong. So.
0: Yeah.
2: And then uh, you know, guys, I know you want to talk about it. You can lead us through this conversation on the Amgen Tour of California on the men's side, where uh, Mark Cavendish took the final day, and the GC was won by some guy I've never heard of.
1: Oh my oh.
3: God! Are do you, you um, serious? Do you listen to this podcast like while we're recording it? Yeah.
2: No, I don't listen to half the things people say. In fact, Sarah has started to say this. She's like, Tim, I think you're only around for about half the conversation.
3: You must That's be. That's generous. What? I mean, Spencer, what do you, what would you say that we've probably talked about uh, Philippe like what, 15 times on the podcast now?
1: 15 times this Spring Classics season. This
3: Spring Classics, last year. <laughs> um, I know I got his name wrong on many occasions, but then Spencer corrected oh, me on that those guy. many ac- occasions. So, yeah, we've talked Yo, about him uh, a lot know of it times. That guy. Uh, yeah, you you might it recall in Richmond when his picture came up on the Jumbotron when we were in the park, and he was looking really sad and dejected and taking his jersey off, and everybody in the park went, Aww. Oh. And they saw that he had, he had dropped out of the race.
1: Big groan, because everybody loves. Philippe, and he yeah. finally got his big win in the Tour of California. He was robbed, robbed of it brutally on the last nah. stage last year.
3: I don't know if he'd say robbed. I'd say oh, he was robbed fairly and squarely by a cycling god.
1: And that, Speaking that's of which, can way we point. talk
2: about the cycling god real quick? Yeah, what about it's him? Peter Sagan, the, the rumors that he's
3: going to go to Astana next year. Yeah.
1: Oh, that's... That's
2: rumor. I'm,
3: are you surprised? I mean, he's he's oh, okay. the money. He, the money that he can that he yeah. can get, like very it's few people some can. oil money. Yeah, it's it's and it's oil money or that Bahrain yeah. team. I would say the Bahrain so team or maybe Sky, I don't even think Sky is the money for him because they so got too many. Taylor other guys. Taylor well,
2: Jones, uh, listener of the podcast and KDF uh, podcast member, he says that uh, it's definitely got to be a specialized sponsored team. Just because yeah, but, yeah, but be The, well the thing
1: he left out is that BMC is the team where former world champions go to pasture. <laughs> that that is where if you get a world championship jersey, you're like, Well, going to BMC next year. Yeah. And that's then you true. take it off, you hang it up in the closet, and you just ride out that fat contract for a few years and then uh, you know
3: The the problem is, is is Sagan unfortunately is too young and in in his prime to go to BMC yet. That's more of a you win the world championships when you're like you're on the wrong side of 30 and yeah. then you just sort of coast those last few years and he's yeah. un- he's unfortunately he's he's too young and fast. He's going to have to go to another team. And
1: so you're ready. saying what you're saying is that he's going to win the world championships again.
3: Yeah, not this year because well, I don't even know if we'll find out who wins this year cuz I don't know if anyone's <laughs> even going to watch or pay attention. Yeah. Um, I'm certainly boyca- I boycotting it. So well,
2: I'm sure we can boycott it. But here's the thing: is that they're probably currently making a mountain on the race course yeah. um, out in of Qatar. Like, slave, labor. slave labor, out of slave labor, the same slave labor that is being used to um, host the uh, the World Cup. Is- and what's really sad about it is that like, they cannot go unstated how disappointed I am that the UCI is supporting a regime that has
3: documented slave labor. I mean, we are... Yeah. Anyways, I don't Mm. want to talk about it. Yeah, no, it's gross. I want to watch the World Championships. I want to watch the World Cup.
2: So, But I don't want to watch both of them. The American's Good Presence at uh, Tour California, Brent Brookwalter in third place, Tolanski in fourth, Lawson Craddock in fifth, and then um, Nielsen Paulus of Axon Bergman. I don't know if you guys saw this guy, but... Mm -hmm. Yeah. eh, Pretty good a little yeah. future
3: there, in that uh, that young buck on the uh, domestic circuit. They, they that team always comes seriously through, so yeah. with 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 at least one one or two like standout so, riders who really like you know they really they has, show up to this.
2: Is haggins Bergman the new uh, navigators? They seem to have been around forever because I know rally cycling has kind of been around with Optum, but there's been a name change. Whereas. I always feel that there's been a Haggins bergman like, top-level amateur or pro team now for the last 10, 15 years. No they've been longer around than for the a Jelly long Belly, yeah, that's for sure. Really? Oh, yeah, good, good point, think, Spencer. Uh, jelly, jelly Belly's definitely been around for a while, but... Yeah. Um, but on been...
3: the more... on the Haggins has been more of the amateur, elite amateur level. But, yeah, yeah. Always, they've had yep. a team for a long time. Now,
2: yeah. lawrence Ten Dam does take 10th place. It is pretty cool to see his Strava rides of just living in LA. Like he, he must be living, loving life, just hanging out in California on Team Giant Alpeen. Now it's got to be a little weird that he's not going to be in the tour where, you know, he performs quite well and he's got a following. But it is uh, cool to see a, a top European pro based out of the US for a year.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: So, but yeah, I don't, did. You guys watch like honestly? How mon- How much did you watch, Spencer?
1: I watched uh, a little bit of every day aside from the time trial. I did not watch that at all.
3: Okay. And then little guy, how about you? Uh, I watched about 10 minutes of the first
2: stage. Is it is it our it. responsibility as not just U.S. cycling fans and, and podcasters to watch more of this? Like should I be – should I feel bad that I didn't do it? Because like, the last thing you – like you don't support – cycling yeah. and it's like yeah i just don't want to watch it like i had yeah. no interest
3: it's, i know i agree i, I know, feel bad a can, little bit too
1: you guys can poo poo it all you want but i've been watching the tour of california every year since it started in 2007 and let me tell you that was a terrible race that was a real bad who won like, that one built, levi uh, i was built for levi like three years in a row and then floyd won it once and then Horner won it, and it was just like this joke of a like built for whatever I American was good years. at the time.
2: First four years is what. Yeah, I, was right. I watched and... it.
3: I watched it before I knew how to find Euro <laughs> races on the dark web, yeah. and then I stopped watching it, and I was like, yeah. "Ooh, ooh, a two point two race in Italy."
1: Ooh, yeah. No, they've <laughs> they've done a much better job. I mean, they still have this responsibility to have these things finish, you know, kind of in in town, so they do the circuit races, but. You know, there's definitely Euro races that do that as well, so... You know, yeah, I'm not against that. trying to get the that. one mountaintop just... finish, and that's about all they can hope for. But. I,
3: uh, I don't know. There's something that is never as appealing about it to me. I, I do agree with you, Tim. I do feel a little guilty, too. Like, I feel like I should be supporting it more. I should be maybe giving it more of my time. But I don't, for whatever reason. I don't know. It's hard with the Giro, because, like, I only have yeah. so much time in my day... To pay attention to bike racing, and I mean, the second biggest grand tour of the year is gonna win, you know?
1: Yeah. So, Tour of California.
3: Because uh, the Giro yeah, yeah. is the biggest. No, I'm t- Tour of Turkey is gonna win, and then
1: <laughs> Tour of California is the second biggest, Tour de France, third so, biggest. So, one of the things that it's gets me about there.
3: Tour of California is the
2: incessant complaining, it seems, every year. I didn't see as much this year about the teams that don't get into the Tour of California because there's always, like, yeah. complaints of that second-tier American team. Yeah, You know, like, let, let Levi or... ride. The the you know the smart stops of the world, for yeah. sure. And then whatever team Chris Horner's on in the last two years. <laughs> I don't even, like, Lupus and whatever team he was on last year. Uh, this, the grocery store. Air gas! Um, air gas. Yeah.
0: But, Did you say safe you know, gas? If you look
2: at what's, I didn't hear any complaining about Team Wiggins showing up. Team Wiggins dead last in the team competition by a clear hour. I bet someone was
3: complaining about that
2: because they're (laughs) behind team Novo Nordisk, you know, (laughs) team sky an hour and a half down, like a ton of American teams were at the, you know, jelly belly in the middle. And I think that what always bugged me about this tour of California was that it was clearly whatever sponsor bought their way into it. Like, there was a year where Bissell was the, you know, the the mountains jersey. And then, oh, Bissell made the team competition. And
3: yeah. it's always but, just, I, I, mean, I know they do it all over the world. Though, yeah. I mean, that's cycling, though. That's,
2: that's sports in general. You know, yeah. when they didn't allow rock racing.
3: Okay, rock that's racing for a good reason. Because there... they were all cheating and they had the worst kits of all time. And that guy was an asshole.
1: <laughs> yeah, those and, are pretty solid reasons. Wrong, a, B, and wrong, C. true.
3: <laughs> um, I... I I think it's just the nature of the beast. Like I'm sure in France we don't we don't get this bit, but I'm sure there's one yeah, there's always well, one French team that's on the edge of getting in every year, and they complain incessantly. I mean, think about locally, Nature Valley. Every year there'd be local well, complaining that they didn't yeah. let enough. They didn't. They should have let two elite local teams in as opposed to one, and like Flanders would be mad the GP got in, but we know GP had better sauce.
1: Well, Tim's complaining like there aren't a bunch of small Italian teams in the Giro right now, and like. Cofies Other than the ones that and, are in there. And and <laughs> uh all these little French teams aren't gonna get right into the tour and you know, all the Spanish teams no one's ever heard of in the Vuelta. That's just how it works. It's not like the Tour of California is doing something different. It's just yeah. we recognize the teams as like, oh, what are they doing so, there? Whatever. Well I mean all that's right.
3: that's especially like when there's a there's a moderately uh, decent, like continental team that's based out of Germany, and they apply to the tour, and they don't get in, because obviously yeah. the small French teams are in They apply to the Volta, and then Kaja Royal or whatever gets in. <laughs> I forgot and, about know. that team. Hey, this is Zach McDonald, DJ the one and only Louisville phone party, and you're listening to the Slow Ride Podcast.
2: From Sarah Kovitch, she says, is it okay for her to hate group rides? Possibly related, she's fantastically bad at riding in a straight, steady line.
1: That is a reason to love group rides right there, if you ask me. You need to go on more group rides and learn to ride in a straight line, because they will teach you. And it will be awesome. Well, and then you will be so good at group rides that you can just not have to go on them anymore because you'll figure out that they're kind of annoying. But Spencer, riding a straight line is an important thing to learn.
2: You have three good points here. One, needing to learn how to ride in a straight line is very important. So, Sarah, <laughs> for your own safety, learn how to ride in a straight line. <laughs> Two, group rides can be fun and enjoyable to That's go kind on. That though. Now, number three they also can really, really suck. So here's what I would recommend. Find a good group ride to go on, you know, kind of, you know, maybe, uh, 60 miles or whatever you're comfortable at, whatever pace, and then find one or two other riders that you like riding with, and then slowly start to splinter off with them and become your own separatist group ride that leaves maybe five minutes after the, the big group. Yeah, and then you can just talk about how dumb the big group ride is because yep. that's what we pretty much have done.
1: But you've got to earn ride. that. It's much like the USA Cycling category system where you get to five, then to four, then to three. It's kind of the same deal with group rides. You need to go on one. You need to go on the big one. You need to learn how to do the things that happen on the group. You need to learn what the pace line is and how it works and like just sort of sit in the back and and figure it out. Like you don't you know you don't need to jump right in there. Uh, but just well, sit on the back
3: until the sprint.
1: Well no see that that would be a thing that you'll learn how to not do and then if what? it's a
2: good group ride though like there's a lot of group rides that are pretty bad where there's a lot of arrow helmets I mean that's, people that's, just that's, go.
1: that's how you can tell if you're on the group ride or the right group ride or the wrong group ride, so then you graduate to a little bit better group ride and it doesn't mean faster it just means you know better. <laughs> And then, you know, you go from there, you find a couple of good friends, and that's all you end up riding with ever anymore. Uh, Because (laughs) I'll tell you what, riding with people, even if it's one other person, is a lot better than riding by yourself.
2: All right. Well, guys, it's been another wonderful time hanging out with you. I'd like to thank all our listeners. Most importantly, I'd like to thank BK1 of Rhyme Series Entertainment for the intro and outro music. Make sure that you follow us on Twitter at The Slow Ride Pod. That is where the party really is. We are also on Facebook. And we are on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play now. So update all of your pod feeds and uh, wherever you listen to the podcast. Mm -hmm. Leave us a review and a rating on iTunes. We didn't have any this week, so it would always be great to uh, um, leave something on there. It helps us out. And uh, most importantly, I'd like to thank Wide Angle Podium and the supporters. So check that out at WideAnglePodiumNetwork.com. Wave at all of your fellow cyclists, regardless of if they're wearing spandex or not. And with that, we'll see you on the next group ride.
0: The Slow Ride Podcast. bikes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. TheSlowRidePodcast.com And on Twitter at TheSlowRidePod.
2: Spencer, one final question about your mountain bike race this past weekend. Were you um, – when you were passing people, did you have a saying? Did you have a bell? Um, did you say like, hey, on your left, like a sport leader coming through? Like, <laughs> like, like that, that's my favorite thing to yell at people and then they get out of the race and, and then I'm like, haha, I'm in your category.
1: No, uh, what happened is I actually uh, – I just said I'm the women's leader coming through and nobody moved. So it was pretty oh, fun. zing.
2: Wait, that was like a loaded comment. Was, was this happening? I'm sure this happened. I, of course this happens, especially in mountain bike races. Oh, you where, know it happens. It must happen. Oh, God. It's got to happen, and it's people are so full of themselves, especially because of how they tend to put the women's like racers with B-level like, masters guys that never get out of the B-level, way.
3: B-level in the B-level Clydesdale field or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: yeah. Like,
0: no, I'm not getting out of the way yeah yeah that's that's pretty much yeah